A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us another episode of the DNA Airwaves. I am one of your hosts, Doriki Palmer, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Anthony. Anthony, say what's up. What's up? And we are joined by probably the most requested guest to return ever. As personally, anyone I speak to, they're always like, you got to get this lady back on. She dropped so much knowledge the last time, and it took way too long to get you back because she's such a busy lady, and we're going to get into that. Kezia, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. It's been a long time. You were one of the first 10 people that we ever interviewed. It was uh, during the inception of the podcast, and from then... We've been, I've been telling Anthony, we've got to get you back. We've got to get you back. And finally, we were able to do it. So thank you for uh, taking time to talk with us again. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a big deal. You were, like Ricky said, you're one of our first, uh, in the first 10. And uh, we were just little guys back then, but now we're kind of <laughs> growing up. We're all growing up. We're doing some bigger things. We have some bigger you're goals. Big deal. Yeah, you know, you're you know, a big yeah. deal. I get so it. We're making yeah. it happen. And <laughs> so I want to say thank you for coming through and supporting the movement back then and now coming definitely. back to help us into our next step of this journey. And you're definitely one of the perfect people. I'm going to just say you're like the perfect person um for some of the projects that we have coming up which we're going to talk about off air but we just really appreciate the work that you do in the community in the music community and uh yeah we're gonna stop tooting your horn and get into some conversation because <laughs> there's a lot of questions that we have and there's a lot that people have asked Sounds good. i appreciate it i with. mean it's definitely a, a we thing so as a community if we kind of band together then we do great things that's true. absolutely Thanks. absolutely Facts, facts, facts. All right, well, where do we get started on this? Because uh, maybe we could catch up a little bit on what you've been up to since the last time around. I know there's a lot, but one um, one of the projects that I'm familiar with that you've been working on is Advance. Can you tell us a little bit about that or a lot about that? And just Well, we should congratulate her first and foremost because I believe you oh. are now the executive director at Advance. So congratulations that's on great. that. That's uh, that's huge. Big but things are gone. Yeah, we would love to nice. hear uh, what made you decide to take on that role because that seems like a giant step and an important step. But uh, can you share a little bit about your ascension to greatness? 
<laughs> wow. He needs to just calm it down. <laughs> the ascension to greatness. That's a little bit much. Um, <laughs> change in, in responsibilities. Yeah, okay, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so advance for anyone who doesn't know is Canada's Black Music Business Collective. Mm. It is focused around ensuring that black music business professionals are amplified and empowered, but also supported and educated so that we have a seat at the tables, so that we are in the boardrooms, so that we are in the C-suite. And for those that are entrepreneurs and artists, they have uh, access to resources that they may not have had access to before. So that is, in a nutshell, advance. Uh, We have many different areas of focus, advocacy being one, Uh, advocacy meaning from a federal, municipal, provincial uh, level, we are looking at systemic barriers and making Mm. sustainable systemic change. And with improving that, we know that that benefits everybody. It's not about just it being the black professional, it benefits the black professional, but when we think about the most underserved, solving for them Mm -hmm. solves for everybody in the space, the ecosystem, society. Uh, So advocacy is one part of what we do. Mm -hmm. Membership, um, and and that's also, you know, synonymous with community building is really important. There are many black professionals who don't know of each other, and yet we're working and moving and and in the same spaces. Some of us have been in positions for 20, 25 years and don't know those that are coming up in the exact same spaces. So it's really about making sure that it is an each one teach one model uh, Mm. where you have those who have a longer career path and those who are just entering and those who are in a mid-career path Mm. uh, or mid-career stage where they can kind of learn from those who are in senior leadership positions. Uh, The third that we have in terms of our focus is job placement. Uh, job recommendation mm. is, and we have a job recommendation process that really focuses on literally mm-hmm. um, placing people in seats within corporations. So we actually mm. will take people who are either from the music industry or not, yeah. those who are coming from let's say you're a data analyst at TD, but you love music. Right. Well, There are many data analysts in the music industry, so we literally will take you from one place, recognize your passion, and place you another by way of recruitment, but also by way of sponsorship. We will recommend you to the hiring manager of that position if, of course, posting matches resume. Um, And upon doing that, we require the companies to interview all of the recommend recommended candidates we give, which is no more than three. Um, and in that is very specific to the process. What it does is for the company, it ensures that we're normalizing interviewing people that don't look like us, right. that don't have the same stories as yeah. us, because mm. that fights against the nepotism and the mini-me syndrome that has permeated the industry. We all know, I mean, if I if someone said, hey, Kezia, I need you to hire someone, mm. I'm going to look at my friend group. Well, if my friend group is not diverse, well, then 
the result is not going to change over time. And in the music industry, that has been oftentimes passed down from one person to another, and then it ends up excluding groups. Um, Well said. The other thing we... The other thing we uh, focus on there and the reason for recommending these, the candidate is, or what for ensuring that the candidate is interviewed mm-hmm. is that the candidate needs practice interviewing. Right. That's a skill. It is not something that comes by doing it once. True. And if you as a black person have not been interviewed because the odds of you getting an interview are that low, yeah. it's usually one out of ten interviewed applicants is a black person so that's 10th of the time then in order to be as good as the person that gets interviewed 10 out of 10 times you have to do it exponentially a lot more and so what happens is you may have the absolute best skill set but then when you get in front of a hiring group of one or three or Mm -hmm. seven you freeze You don't know how to relate or how to answer stories or and so or how to answer questions. And so that ends up being the reason you don't get the job. And so if we ensure that our black professionals are interviewing more, they get better at it and then they will hopefully land the position. Hmm. So that's a little bit about advance and what advance is doing. And um, incredible. yeah, Yeah, it's been a ride. Incredible. Beautiful stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is why this is why people have been asking to have you back Definitely. on. Um, there's so much to break down in that. Holy smokes! You said a lot. I was trying to. I was actually taking there's notes. A lot. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Every now and then we talk to somebody where it's like. I mean, a lot of times I'll go back after and there's some good stuff, so I'll take notes. But this right here, I was taking notes during. I forgot I wasn't in class. So. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I am happy to offline and I'm happy to do a conversation strictly on advance because that in itself uh, requires a little bit of an interview and kind of a breakdown for your audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just on this job recommendation part, I'm just wondering here. So you want a job? What? Yeah, 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 please. uh, (laughs) You hire and do a lot of cool things. uh. (laughs) Never know. He's thinking. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I'm just thinking as far as like tying it into the music industry. I know you mentioned like data entry or analysts for that example, but how diverse is it as far as like the talent range of the jobs that you're placing? And does it go as far as, do you like, where does the work with artists come into this or does it come into this part of the program? It does. Uh, It does and it doesn't. So uh, Advance is supporting business professionals, which can be artists, absolutely, but not always, right? right? So an artist or creative may be taken care of or supported by a manager. In that case, Advance is looking to support the manager, which will then amplify Mm, and help the artist do better. Now, that's one scenario. Um, And so technically, our members are anybody who is working on the infrastructure side of the business. Right. Okay. Right? 
if you are one in the same and you are artist and manager and booking agent and um, (laughs) assistant and all of the things, then you most definitely are also supported by advance. And when I say supported, specifically meaning that the programs developed, you will find value in. The programs developed for someone who may have an entire team may not be as useful to an artist if they have an entire team because we are doing, you know, we're having conversations or doing workshops on building a business plan. So artists may say, you know what, I have somebody who handles that, but manager, check this out so that we can figure out what my next fiscal looks like. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. But when we talk about, Hmm. yeah, Yeah. it's, you know what, it's really, we recognized that there was a gap in the industry. Oftentimes, we see black people on the stage. We see funding that goes to the creative part of the music industry and the creation and production. Right. What ends up happening is that as an artist, if I have been supported, if I've been at any of the programs, any incubator, incubator or accelerator, and I have in yeah, I have improved my skill set, then now I want to walk and find someone who understands my story and can relate to me who's going to help on the business right, side. Right. Yeah, yeah. And what we see right now and is that if you walk into a label as an example, right. or if you walk into a collective like SoCan as an example, mm-hmm. you will not see many people that look like you. Right. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for your career? In a very real scenario, it means oftentimes black artists and creatives will go independent because they're not necessarily supported the way they would love to be supported mm-hmm. in larger label deal scenarios. Now that's changing, yes. but okay. historically we have seen the stories of you know, Jodeci yeah. walking in, mm. parents are all excited, you got a deal, where's yeah, the money? Right, right. Yikes, yeah. And why is the money not streaming to the people who were maybe writing the songs or the people who were performing in the same way? Right. Well, in right. this case, it's simply because the community relation wasn't there. Right, yeah. No, that makes right? a lot of sense. So it's, yeah. it's just important. It's important for infrastructure. Um, it's important for the culture. It's important to ensure that we are not appropriating culture. Mm. And so that, you know, I'll call out a very big scandal, and it was H&M. H&M had the hmm. sweater with the black kid yeah. wearing a sweater that had a monkey right. on it. Right. What would have happened had there been a black person in the room, and better yet, someone with autonomy in the room that was black? Right. Yep. Hmm. Would it have gotten to my TV screen? Never. Probably Never. not. Right? right? So this just shows the... Um, the amount of distance between talent and creation from a, from a creative artist standpoint mm-hmm. to infrastructure and upper management. No, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And you've seen that with our community a lot when someone becomes established and even if we take it away from music, if someone becomes wealthy or established, they don't want a black lawyer 
because that has a certain connotation. I'm saying back in the day, you wanted right. a particular lawyer from a particular community because they were the ones that yeah. had all the knowledge and all the smarts and all the yeah. access to right. opportunity. So I think what you are doing is so important because like you said, we need representation in all of those rooms yeah. so they can understand our community and our culture better and they can deal with the people right. better. That's incredible work. Absolutely. Incredible work that you're doing. And to your yeah. point about... Um, the connotations and the assumptions, right. you know, there's a certain culture that's assumed to be good at math. Right. There's a certain, certain culture that is assumed to be good at dancing yeah. and music <laughs> yeah. and yeah. has rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. our culture right. yeah. is what the assumption is. But the reality is we have talents that far surpass just one particular area. And so right. we as a community also need to check ourselves with our unconscious bias and say, no, you know what? I do want a black right, lawyer right? Yeah. because there is no difference between that black lawyer and another lawyer from another community. Agreed. And I know that that law black lawyer is going to see not only my situation, but also work that much harder because they are, uh, negotiating for the community so to speak. Yeah, and they understand yeah, yeah. the plight because they are part of the community that's that's right that's incredible. like there are most of the entertainment lawyers that i know mm -hmm. um are black right. that's miro obala um is a really good example of someone who's been in this industry for years yeah. um we just need more miros um, more you know, there's Laura Wilson Lewis, right? <laughs> Mark yeah. Kessius. Yeah. Can't really clone each other, but, <laughs> but it's so important don't worry, for black I'm working. Girls to it's called succession planning. It's so important. There you go. You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, yes. When someone's growing up and they see a Kezia and they see the the lawyer, the black lawyers, they can now go, yeah. oh, I don't have to be an athlete or a right. musician. I can do what right. what Kezia is doing. I can I can be an entertainment lawyer, and that's you know I can be the yeah. president of the United States. And that's what happens when yeah. you see someone in that role. You instantly can go, I can do that too. Oh, that's amazing. You got and it. Pursue it. Representation, so absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Now, as someone that's... Yeah. But I can oh, circle sorry, back. Ahead. Oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I can circle back on Anthony's original question, <laughs> which was oh. <laughs> um, the artist in the job. Right. <laughs> um, and I just you know, was able to skew just for a second to talk about kind of that gap. Sure. Yep. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I constantly encourage artists, especially if they're developing. I mean, you know, I'm not in, encouraging Deborah Cox to go and work at a job. <laughs> but I am encouraging those who are emerging to work in spaces that they want to thrive in. So okay. if you want to be in the music industry, then try and find a job in the music industry. Right. If you are an assistant, an intern, a coordinator, mm -hmm. the exposure to process helps you understand what the industry really looks like. Because from True. the outside, you're only seeing one thing and you get in here like, wait a minute, I Very didn't different. know that this happens this way. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now... From marketing to PR to distribution, you can literally use all that you've learned and apply it to your personal project. Oh, yeah, and how much right. better would you do? Because now I've just like equipped, accelerated yeah. my learning curve and now everybody's kind of doing things this way, but I'm the internet TikTok and I realize TikTok is really yeah. where I need to be putting my videos or this is how to do it, or I get to work 
you know, hand in hand with the person who's responsible for artist partnership at TikTok. And yeah. now what does my career look like in comparison to someone else's? Yeah, no, that's um, everything you're saying. I wholeheartedly agree with. It just <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, if there is someone like back in when, like when I was going to high school or college way, way back in the day, there wasn't way, really, way <laughs> there wasn't really any way kind back. of like groundwork other than like Trebis, like to really know how to get your foot into the music industry from a non-creative standpoint. Is there any avenues that you mm. could recommend to younger or even older because it's never too late to switch, but things that yeah. they could yeah. maybe do or places they could go to kind of really get their foot into or get themselves prepared to get themselves into the industry? Absolutely. Mm. I will be launching on Saturday Ooh. the Inside Live uh, Immersive Accelerator Program. Nice. Congrats. Ooh. Now, the Inside Live, thank you, the Inside Live Immersive Accelerator Program is for grades 11 and 12 black students. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't qualify. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, you don't qualify for this one, but you qualify for other things. Right, so right. I'm just, you know, okay. it's a pipeline development <laughs> issue is what we're focusing on. Um, but I definitely can can talk to you about the opportunities for horizontal <laughs> growth and placement. Um, oh, so man. it is for grades 11 and 12 uh, black students and their parents mm. and mm. let me explain yes, the reason do. for the parents i think I those know. of us we are right it's it goes without yeah. saying um no, please explain it though. those of us born in black households mm. run into a particular nuance which is you get to be a doctor you get to be a lawyer you get to be an engineer and the music industry is a no or side side do it on the side <laughs> while you do the, yeah the do it on the side okay. yeah, do it at fun. church yeah. <laughs> do it <laughs> at church yeah. you know, um church. the church is you know church mm -hmm. <laughs> shout out to the bands that played at my wedding um, <laughs> <laughs> which is happens to me anthony <laughs> um and so what ends up happening is that is that comes out of a, what we talked about before, which is stereotyping and not wanting to be wrongly stereotyped and wanting to be better because That's you are true. not an yeah. artist. Um, but it, what also comes out of it is it comes out of fear. Yes. The reason that your parents are saying don't go into the music industry or don't do things that are creative is because sustainability is tough from mm. their perspective. Right. And ultimately, your parents want to see you do really exactly. well. The risk is not what they're interested. Many West Indian parents, risk averse. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What can, is here that is solid that you will have as a backup or a something that's going to hold you out until you're done paying your mortgage? The reality mm. is, in the music industry, those careers do exist. Yes. Because they are careers. Yep. If you yeah, are yep. focusing on, if I take engineering, you are an engineer. Right. And let's say you're wanting to work or you have this love of music. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, why then could you not work at the Scotiabank Arena 
or at a Live Nation or MRG venue, being the engineer for every stage that they have to put up when Mm. every artist comes into town. So true. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely right. Right? So when we're looking at that, we have to make sure that the parents are involved in programming so they hear that. So that they hear, oh, no, you're going to go into, uh, you're going to be a teacher. Okay, well, I'm going to be a teacher. Fine. Mm -hmm. I love to teach children. But what's to say that I can't be in this particular space of the music industry doing that? I'm focusing on HR. Every music company has an HR department. Why can't I do that? So it's just about letting parents know that these transferable skills are truly transferable. If your child wants to go and do HR at the hospital, great. If they want to do an HR at Spotify, great. It shouldn't make a difference. So the word music industry should should not be so um, negatively viewed because we recognize we the fear that's there is not truly a fear that needs to be there. It's so true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, so we're launching this program. Parents are involved. Students are involved. They will do half a day of learning about what live looks like, everything mm. from stage to engineering and, and, uh, and beyond. Very cool. Then they will go to a show. And so the point of this, hmm. this process is to not only give education about the industry, but also to give opportunity and access. And we know that not every person has the finances to be able to go to a concert at Scotiabank Arena. I barely have the finances to go to Scotiabank Arena because <laughs> the tickets are crazy sometimes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to Mariah Carey on December 11th and oh, if you nice. look up how much those tickets cost, you will understand. Wow. Right. <laughs> right. And, and I'm going. <laughs> but yeah, it's not for everybody. But that's like, you know, I am a little bit older than a high school student. So them yeah. nor their parents do their parents have the, have the resources to to be able to afford some of these tickets. So right. you go to a show and before the show you actually get to partake in pre-security sound check, pre-show mm-hmm. chats. So you've learnt on day 1 the infrastructure of the live space. Then day two, you get to be in the live space and attend a concert. That's really cool. And then day three, you get to do some career mapping. Hey, I really loved what Oso did. And Oso is in charge of lighting and rigging for a lot of venues in this this city, in this country, I should say. I really loved what Oso was doing. How do I get to where Oso is? Because wow. the goal is for these ch- these students to get there faster than we did. Yes, yes, right, that's, yeah, that's right. Serious. And if I can expedite that and give some roadmaps for success, now we're talking pipeline development, and now we're saying in five years from now there is a difference in the diversity you see at a lot of these venues, which, to be mm. honest, doesn't ha- like lacks diversity um, greatly in a lot of these live spaces. No, that's, wow, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Huge. What you got that, that I, I hope I get to see a lot more of that happening in the future, but that seed that you are going to plant in some of those children's minds and the parents specifically is like you said, mm-hmm. it's going to really open up that pipeline because if they see, I know what happened when I saw someone of my community doing something I didn't know I could do. And right. it's like, Oh, I can do that. 
and I think, wow, I'm I'm really, really, really impressed, and I hope that's that incredible. Yeah, for years to come, that you guys continue to go down that avenue with all the other avenues you're going on. But that's beautiful, really, really. We're good. excited. I mean, it it is. Uh, last year, we took 50 students to the dress rehearsal at the Junos, Ooh, and nice. um, really cool. we we also have a we have a program that runs in the Toronto District School Board called the Music Industry Discovery Program, mm. also available for anybody grade. Anybody black, grade 11 and 12 across the TDSB. And uh, okay. so yeah. then the end of their course, week nine, was I took them all to the sound check at uh, at the Junos, which was which took part, which took place uh, in Toronto at the Bud Stage. Yeah. And it was important for them to be at sound check because we all know sound check has a lot you learn a lot more from soundtrack than you do the show Absolutely. itself. Absolutely. Right. Because the show is all the, like, the lights, the action, the camera. Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. I get wrapped into, like, the production of it all once I'm – but the soundtrack, I, I remember, like, soundtrack is my favorite thing to do in the industry because yeah. you are seeing everything put in place for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What an experience. My gosh. I'm blown Wish away. Blown away. The, the amazing that. stuff. That sounds incredible. That. Incredible. It's, Especially how you mentioned, like, just the fact that you're showing these kids the road and their parents, like, the roadmap to avoid them having to go through some of the hits and misses that we've all gone right. through trying to figure it out. And also, I find it interesting because, like myself, you're also a creative. I was going to say of sorts, but you're very much a creative. I might be the of sorts, but you, um, I know that you grew up with a heavy musical influence and background. And just in your example alone, showing that you've been able to take your passion and love for the music and the industry and create all these other platforms, projects, and avenues of development, outreach, advocacy, and everything else you're doing is, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I'm also wondering though, do you ever, and this is just a personal on a personal note, do you ever miss that side of things? singing, performing, or do you take the occasional opportunity too? I do. I still take the occasional opportunity. I mean, for me, I am, for those who don't know, I am a classically trained musician. I have my grade 10 piano. I play the flute, the violin, and I sing. If your mind wasn't blown already. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have sung at Roy Thompson Hall. I have won a number of Kiwanis Awards and and music awards through Royal Conservatory of Music. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I love to be creative. I still love to play. I will sit at a piano when I see a piano and I will tinker, although my tinker is very different than other people's tinker. There's like tinker. Uh, Mine is like like... tinker. (laughs) It is is a lot different. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do take the occasional opportunity and I usually get pulled into this yeah. in church circles. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm asked to sing, I will sing. I'm asked to perform. So my my family will occasionally be asked to lead worship. I will do Still all of the above. In. Love it. Um, also love doing it with my family. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like singing amen at a family a- event uh-huh. is like, six parts right. <laughs> oh so you go all you go deep yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is it is as deep and the in-laws that have come into the families and my, right. my husband he's a songwriter but he's not a vocalist you know right. so when we're all there like 
this and then we give a like weird look to someone who is not on key and then we continue like we blend <laughs> we lean in we do all of the things That's and so, so i was with a friend recently and so the in-laws actually they just they just sit back and they're like we're not but i had a friend over <laughs> right i had a friend over recently and we sang a couple of songs and then she was like this is insane and it's not like it's effortless for us but like when you've been when you've grown up you like the Von Trapp family yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like, yeah. it's just it's just one of those things but yeah I don't I wouldn't say I miss it because I still have the opportunity to do yeah. it and I've never had an interest in doing it in a professional capacity why is that okay for me hmm. why is that it I actually, I, I think it came out of that same fear, to be totally mm, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I didn't allow myself to ever think about mm. what that option could look like. Gotcha. Because at home, I knew my dad, like, if you think I blow your mind when it comes to the creative and the music side, my dad, it's just, it's annoyingly good. <laughs> Never <laughs> taken a piano lesson. And like, talks about ninths and elevenths and thirteenths and just, raised sevenths and I'm like wow. what? He just has yeah. it. Just sits and he's it's quite annoying. Yeah, um yeah. it's annoying because he's so good it's and I love way. it. Yeah, it's just yeah, annoying yeah. when he's like when I've spent a lot of time and money to do Royal Conservatory of Music <laughs> Education. Right. And he's just like, oh no, let me do this for you. So um so he with being so talented was told by his parents that the music industry was not an option it's for church don't even don't even think about it and so i think subconsciously i just never thought about it um Mm. and then i was also surrounded by and i think this also helps to show why i'm on the business side i was surrounded by a lot of creatives Creatives that were phenomenal, right. mm. but they weren't excelling in their careers. And mm. so my thought was, how can I support that? And even before that question was, why aren't they excelling? And I think yeah, within yeah. my own thought process, going into university, having people like Drake in my basement, like working on projects, Boy Wonder working, Rich Kid, all of them were in my basement at university and all of them were doing exceptional things. How can I support that? Right. Mm. And so, so you streamed me you into this space. A really high yeah. level example of what could be done on that talent side. You were like, you were right there yeah. with it from your family to your, your peer group, which to is my cool. Friends. Yeah. I got to shout something else though, because this is performance related still and, um, but not pertaining to your performance. The okay. Legacy Awards was a big deal. I was yes. there. Um, you were. Advance was there. Um, yes. What was that? We talked about that on the show. It was a really big deal for, I mean, Canada, Everybody. Canadian music. Yeah, yeah just overall. Um, I guess just to, just to put it out there for our, our listeners, what was your connection to the, or what is your connection to the Legacy Awards or that show or movement that happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate that you thought it was really good. Uh, so I say thank you. It definitely was work of an ent- an incredible crew team, mm-hmm. um, lots of hours, many, many, many hours. Oh, yeah. um, there was a uh, a gentleman of the name Tise, and if you guys don't know Tise, look up Tise. Uh, 
he was the driving force behind the Legacy Awards. Uh, the brothers that hosted entrusted him with the production, and he brought us all together to be able mm. to um, put that together at such a high level and, and in, ensure that it was representative of the community and the excellence that we bring. Right. So Nailed shout it. out TC. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh my um, but my connection was I was part of the broadcasting team um, okay. in planning, understanding what the needs were, making sure that we had the music on the stage, making sure mm. that we had representation in the seats, making sure that uh, from the music perspective, the music business perspective, there mm. was representation. Um, and then mm. Advance also sponsored the artist, uh, the artist lounge. Okay. Oh, wow. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive. Yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. I mean, I love working with insight insight productions, uh, also does the Junos. So the, what ended up happening was black is now, which TSA is director of operations for worked with insight productions on the Junos to be able to see how that award show ran so that they would be able to use a lot of those learnings for, um, for the legacy awards. Um, you've done already so much in just trying to bridge together communities that, like you said, some people are, everyone's working in the music industry and nobody knows Jonathan and nobody knows Anthony and nobody knows Dariki, you yes. know, and you're doing a great job at bringing them all together. And some of the programs you've mentioned already on this show, I mean, blow my mind. Yeah. What do you hope to see happen with advance or just in the music industry in general in the next five or maybe 10 years? In the next five years, I'm hoping that I see a more di diverse slate of people in senior leadership. Okay. I'm hoping I see a more diverse slate of people on boards. And I'm hoping that those people feel empowered to be able to make the changes necessary and continue it and keep it going. Um, we recently released a research study and we were looking for about 200 people to participate so that we are understanding of the changes that need to be made within the infrastructure and the ecosystem. Right. 1,500 mm. people participated, wow. all wow. of them black. Wow. Which wow. goes to show you how important the work is that we're doing Absolutely. and how, how foundational it is to what comes next. Yeah. So in wow. five years, that's what I want to see, but I know that the work won't be done in five years. Mm. Doing that or seeing that and ensuring that those people fi find themselves being empowered means that foundationally we can really lay groundwork that embraces the differences and celebrates the differences of yeah. others uh, well said beautifully so, said great right. yeah, yeah. Uh, incredible and as usual i always want to talk to you for hours and hours but i'm sure you got lots of stuff to do i know anthony's busy as well um where can no, we follow talk. along on the story is there a website uh, a social media Absolutely. presence that we can shout out so people like myself can join in and and watch all the amazing work you guys are doing Absolutely. So you can find us on any of the social media platforms mm -hmm. with Advanced Music CA, uh, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
I don't do TikTok videos, but if you <laughs> if you enough. hit me up and there is a TikTok, then I'm happy to participate and do a dance for everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I you can also you said that. <laughs> no, we just got it. You, I you just remember. Dance for I, our I used to teach dance, so like it's oh not gosh, a thing, but do. it's a what thing. Don't you do? Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. and also Spanish dance. and yeah. French. Yeah. And <laughs> and <laughs> I know. I can do your accounting. Oh, there she goes. I'm dropping. I did take Spanish in it. <laughs> Not even my place to drop the I mic. I took Spanish in university, well, so there's that. I took it at a university level, but it was literally because I was like, this should be relatively easy given the fact that I know French. That was how that went. And then um, halfway, halfway through and the semester, you were teaching the class. I know the rest of the story. <laughs> I've seen no, you that, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, where can you find us online on the World Wide Web yes. is www.advancemusic.org. Um, yes. And then you are happy, like, I am happy to receive DMs and, um, and messages at Kezia Myers on Instagram. And one last, the, the, the shit, the, what is it called again? The, thing that you're doing on Saturday. I forget what it's called, the workshop or a program that you're starting. Inside Live. What was that called? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Inside Live. Inside Live. Thank you so Immersive much. Continue to be the amazing person you are. And we hope we get you back so we can talk some more about not only this, but some of the other stuff we didn't even cover. We didn't really get into yep. some of the other Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot more. I know, oh this gosh. became a whole advanced conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. happy to come back because, yeah, we can, we can get to the nitty gritty and... You know, listeners, when you're listening, send all of your questions to DNA. They will yeah. get them to me. I am happy to answer them for you. Thank you so much. Wow. We appreciate you wow, so, wow. so much. All right, all right guys. Until next time. Bye. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.